Hey everybody, this is Diamonds and Hashmarks. It's another D and H episode coming your way. It's a Thursday. I'm feeling good about Thursday. How are you feeling? I feel a little tired on this Thursday, but nothing like a good old D and H episode won't fix that. So let's do yeah. it. Is it raining down there? No. Um I hadn't rained for a while actually. So Okay. Um we've been needing some rain. But it's been cool weather for these past I think a couple of past couple of days, so like Throughout this whole entire week, which has been phenomenal. Yeah. So you're enjoying it. Big enjoying old pain getting out everything. there in the cold. Yep. Dude, it's great. I can walk out of the house in a sweater and not die, you know? Yeah. I, we love to see that. Yeah. Diamonds and hash marks coming your way today. A uh, lot to get to today. We are hoping that Josh is going to be able to join us for our football segment. If he is not, you are still getting a football segment anyway, and we will have Josh on another day. Uh, I will let him explain why he is not here if he wants to. I'm, I'm not going to steal his thunder there. Uh, but the ginger is planning on being here. A couple of housekeeping items to get to before we get started. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're going to go ahead and advertise Nest.Pod for a second straight day in a row just because there's a chance Josh is on the show. Diamond Hashmark on Twitter, Diamonds and Hashmarks on YouTube, and on Instagram. If you want to let us know what you think about what we think, hit us up at Diamond, or no, not that, Diamonds and Hashmark, Diamonds and Hashmarks at gmail.com. I'm struggling a little bit on the get-go. I didn't have coffee today, so it, uh, like I set see, myself up problem. for failure. You yeah, did I don't have it. coffee with me right now. I got plain old water with me, you know, keeping me hydrated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, living it up here. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be a baseball first Thursday, as it typically is here. Um, lots to Lots to do. Lots to talk about. Like, there are only four teams playing. Still a lot of interesting things to talk about. Um, but really, the most that we can do at this point is recap and preview, which I guess is all that we ordinarily do. But just recap the previous playoff games that have happened since the last time we recorded and preview the next coming ones. So as far as content goes, these next couple episodes may get a little interesting in the baseball conversation just because we're going to have to start making some stuff up. Yeah. You yeah. know, you could silence your vibration of your phone. You know, right. Yeah. OK, I, I know. I. <laughs> I'm not a professional. I swear okay. that I don't. Okay. Sorry. All right. Moving on. Doing the best I can here with limited technology. Um, That's true. Yeah. And we're thriving. Doing very we well. Uh, we love all the engagement that we're seeing. Love all the we likes, do. all the uh, follows. Over on YouTube, though, and I know a lot of you are watching that because I see those numbers. There is no way we only have one subscriber. Y'all need to go subscribe on YouTube. Because I wonder who that subscriber I'll, is. Yeah, it's probably you. Uh, so <laughs> save us from embarrassment and go ahead and go subscribe on YouTube as well. Follow everywhere, five-star reviews everywhere. Uh, let's jump into it. Texas versus Houston. Game three was last night. It was an interesting game three. Yep. I was watching. I fell asleep after the first inning. I woke up in the fifth inning, and that was not the score that I wanted to see. Right. Yeah. And then I fell I asleep the that again. I didn't want to see. I know. Fell asleep again very quickly after that. Just didn't want to see Houston winning or Houston just doing well uh, mm -hmm. in general. But let's go ahead and recap that game three. I know I was pumped. I know you were pumped about Max yep. Scherzer going out there on the mound. That did not go like we hoped it would. 
it definitely didn't go the way that Max planned it to go or Bruce Bochy planned it to go or anybody in the Texas Rangers building planned it to go. Yeah. What was that? What happened? Don't know, man. It seemed to all crumble and fall after that uh, wild pitch um, that was thrown in the dirt. And then Heim tried to – it looked like he made a play on it. It looked like he was going to pick it out of the dirt, but it just it hit off like the palm of his glove and then it bounced yeah. off to the right. As soon as that happened, I mean, that's where it all started to unfold. They went up 3-0 to zero in the top of the second. And then it was kind of just like everything was rolling over. So, Yeah. And if I could, I would actually point to a moment sooner than that when he had Jordan Alvarez on the ropes and he hit him in the foot and gave Jordan right. Alvarez first base. Because up to that point, I forget how many outs were in the inning. Yeah. But it may have been one. Sure. I don't think and it was Scherzer, two. I think there was one out. Uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, but yeah, yeah he he kind of gave that base to Alvarez when Alvarez was fighting for his life up there against a curveball, mm-hmm. and and then things just started to unravel. What right. were you saying? Yeah, uh, that he was uh, Scherzer was up 0-2, and he tried to get fancy with an off speed, and it turned out to just hit him in the foot, and it looked like he was like limping around for a little bit, but it didn't matter. Yeah. He scored in the second, and then he. Got a couple more RBIs in the seventh, so. Yeah. Uh, so Houston uh, came out on top in that one. Houston got off to a very quick start, it seemed. Max got through the first inning, and then the second inning, it started to unravel. Fourth inning, it started to unravel a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so to me, from a former pitcher's perspective and a former pitching coach's perspective, it looked like a classic case of a guy telling everybody he's good, actually being good, like health wise going out there, but then mm-hmm. missing a couple weeks, if not a month's worth of game scenario touch and finesse that's necessary. Like he did, yeah. he wasn't sharpened up. He wasn't polished up with his fastball location. It looked like it kept getting him in trouble. And when you're younger, Max Scherzer, and you're throwing 98, 97, sometimes even 100 miles an hour, because he's done that a couple times, you can get away with it. But when you're older, Max Scherzer, and you're topping out at 95, like guys are going to see that fastball. They're going to see it pretty well, and they're going to time it up and crush it if you leave it over the heart of the plate. It looked like Altuve kind of got going. Like he kind of got comfortable up there at the plate, started putting some good swings on it, and honestly used every bit of the, the footage in that stadium. Like I know he hit the home run, but his flyouts were also long flyouts. Do you think mm-hmm. that that we're going to look back on this game in a week and say game 3 the momentum shifted. The Texas Rangers lost their first game and yeah. they didn't have a shot after that. Was that mm-hmm. kind of the vibe that you got or did you get a different one? I mean, I think this just set, like temporarily sets them back. I, at least that's what I want to believe for Texas. I feel like Texas really does have a shot to really just uh, take this game uh, and be like, okay, they got us. They had the upper hand. We made some mistakes. We didn't capitalize. Now we got to go out there. Game's in Arlington tonight, I believe. Right, tonight? Yeah, is game the, four yeah, tonight. It, it's right, tonight, okay. 2-3-2. Two, um, two. So, it's none of that basketball 2-2-2. Two, two, two one stuff yeah two three two so yeah i think texas could just take this i mean who who do they have out there um andrew heaney tonight heaney heaney yeah maybe so i don't think like a momentum switch is 
yet in order. I'll say if like maybe we get in the halfway of this game that we uh that we maybe see it, but yeah. Yeah. Um so we've already talked about Houston's offense kind of turning it around and really starting to get after it. It looked like they were really just on top of Max Scherzer. As great as he is, it didn't look like he had total command of the situation and they were going to take every opportunity that they had and they did. Uh yeah. but Texas's offense, which has been known to be very streaky. They are there. Mm-hmm. They're crushing the ball. They're scoring very quickly, hitting bombs, hitting doubles, uh, moving guys over, bringing them in. And then other days they go silent. And that's kind of what cost them the division at the end of the year. Texas's offense kind of went silent. And, and Houston is this battle-tested machine that keeps moving forward. Yeah. So from Houston's defensive standpoint, like I get that Texas's offense is very streaky. And they can be there, and other nights they're not going to be there. But Javier and what he did on the mound for Houston, I don't think I've seen anything like it. Mm. Because he walked out there with a league average fastball and said, hit it. I want to see how far you can hit it. Do it. And Houston's or Texas's offense could not respond. They couldn't get hits off the fastball. I think the first inning, he threw nothing but fastballs. Mm. The second inning, after somebody swung and fouled off a first-pitch fastball, is the first time he threw a curveball. And we saw, I think through his first 25 pitches, we saw 20 fastballs. He, he was basically daring the yeah. Rangers' offense to hit it as far as they could. So that was just something that was interesting to me. I don't think I've ever seen a guy walk in there with a fastball that's league average. And mm-hmm. say, here it is. Beat me if you can. And they didn't. So I don't know if if that's something that we're going to see play into this game because uh, Jose Urquidy, another guy with a, a definable league average fastball, I, yeah. I wonder if he's going to walk in there tonight and say, okay, here you go, hit it. I I wonder if that's something that that uh, like John Smoltz has a record of or something because he's the guy that has the stat if anybody does but i wonder how many hits texas's uh the rangers offense has off of off-speed pitches versus fastballs because if they can't hit the fastball that totally makes sense why they're walking in there and just chucking the ball as hard as they can to a given location so yeah i don't do you think that a professional hitter a professional offense should be able to recognize, oh, this guy's giving us nothing but fastballs. Let's look fastball and punish it. Right. Yeah. Like, um, it, 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 that's, I can't speak. Wow. Okay. That's hard today. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm just tired. But yeah, I feel like you're a professional team. You got uh, people in the lineup that are like, all right, there's something happening here. We're seeing a pattern. <laughs> What's We're happening? We're not going to do anything about it. <laughs> what's happening in Arlington? What's happening, what's happening in Arlington? They're throwing nothing but fastballs. <laughs> right. Like, honestly, this has the feel of a video game where you're sitting <laughs> there on MLB The Show, guessing fastball and location, and you're, you're swinging and missing, or you're not swinging at all. Yeah. So it, it looked a little that. weird, felt a little weird. Um, game four tonight. I know that that is the later game. Of the two, uh, I think it has like yep. an eight o'clock start time. We got Jose Urquidy on the mound for Houston and Andrew Heaney on the mound for the Texas Rangers. An interesting little factoid that I went and searched for was how many times has Jose Urquidy faced the Texas Rangers this year and how did he do against them? You know what I found? What'd you find? 
I found that Jose Urquidy has not faced Texas once this year. So, as far as looks go and upper hand goes, I would expect that Jose Urquidy has the upper hand here. I didn't go and look to see how many times Andrew Heaney has faced uh, the Houston offense because Andrew Heaney has been in the league for a really long time. I think he was like a top 10 draft pick from 2003 or something like that. So, at this point... Everybody in the league has no seen way. Andrew Heaney. So I don't, I feel like if anybody is going to be able, you good over there? Uh, I got a bug that's bothering me. And I was trying to be subtle about it, but no, not at all. Me. Did you yeah. win? No. What's on my hand? Got it. You lost. Okay. Let's go. You, Peyton murdered a bug. Moving on. Yep. If anybody has anyway. an upper hand here, I would expect it to be your kitty because. Yeah. The Texas Rangers offense hasn't seen a fastball like his, hasn't seen specifically his fastball or his off-speed. And Rikidi is an interesting dude. I watched him dominate Boston a couple of years ago in the playoffs when I had never heard of this guy. Mm. But he's out there, and I, I, I'm very interested to watch this game because if, if Houston walks away with a win in this one as well, then I think I'm going to be able to look back at Game 3 and say that was the momentum shift because Houston's offense woke up and the Houston Astros pitching figured it out. All they had to do was throw fastballs, which doesn't really make any sense, so we'll see if that actually happens. Right, yeah. Uh, Not the start we were looking for out of Max Scherzer. We've kind of already said that. But the question that you and I are going to discuss here uh, for a little while is, say you are in Bruce Bochy's shoes. It's game six, which is a little down the line, or game seven. You've already thrown Montgomery. You've already thrown Evaldi. You need a guy. Yeah. If you're Bruce Bochy, are you rolling the dice and sending Max Scherzer out there in a do-or-die game? Ooh. Um, it's proven in the past that that is like the answer, and that's what you go to. That's your solution because you know Max Scherzer's a dude, and he's going to perform. Uh, what we saw out of uh out of last night's game is something that we've never seen out of Max Scherzer before because he's normally dominant in the postseason. Um but I believe in second chances. You do. So So you're sending Max, Scherzer, Max back out there? I'm sending Max back out there. Hundred percent. Just the dominance that he brings. Bring it to a game six. Why not? So so you think that even though he lacked the sharpness in that game, that he's sure. going to be able to go out there with the sharpness necessary to win a winner-take-all? I'm not Max trying Scherzer, to... Max Scherzer, baby. Okay, so I guess I am trying to poke holes in it. But, I mean, come on. At the same time, yeah. it is Max Scherzer. And that's a guy that everybody respects and is willing to throw out there for a winner-take-all game. Yeah. But I don't know if he's still that guy. Because last year, when we were watching the New York Mets and the San Diego Padres go at it, and the DS, I think it was. Like no, he, yeah. he wasn't. Was he with them at that point in no, time? I can't. Yeah, he was. I think Max Scherzer was. It was Verlander that was the big signee or something like that. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, you go figure that out. But I, I feel like uh, some part of me is able to look back at Max Scherzer's recent postseason starts and see the long ball get him in trouble more times. Than, than I can recollect. Like, it mm. seems like it's happening with more frequency now. Like, he, he, he's not the same guy in the postseason. I think Max Scherzer in Los Angeles was the last time we saw great Max Scherzer in the postseason. 
because Dang. since then I, I don't think he's he's looked great. So I mean Stop. you by all means you can throw Max Scherzer out there for game six, game seven, winner take all. I I'm not. I you may look not. at okay. Andrew Heaney a day earlier than he's scheduled to throw. Um or I mean possibly I might look at a bullpen game. Or I'm looking at who else have I used as a starter in the past this year uh, that isn't getting starts right now because we're in the playoffs to see if I could give him a start. Something to that effect. Because I, I, don't, I don't know if yeah. I'm willing to throw Scherzer back out there. Oh. So, Yeah, he was, was he, with, with, he was with the Mets. Yeah, yeah. And I remember him giving up a couple home runs in that game uh, in the DS or the CS last year. I memories fading quickly in my old age uh, but let's go ahead and move on to philly versus arizona uh that's an exciting series i love the first two games in philly i'm yep. almost upset that these next three games are set in arizona because it's not going to be the same environment i mean yeah. i love chase field love how everything's put together the way that uh the diamondbacks have done it this year love everything but you're not citizens bank park and i don't think i'm gonna see the same environment so how are you feeling about that like are are you gonna miss citizens bank park these next three i games? am i am going to i really yeah i wanted mm. i want if anything i wanted uh uh gosh i wanted the arizona diamondbacks to be the higher seed so that they <laughs> could get home field advantage to begin the game yeah. and then three games in uh in citizens bank park that was yeah. what i wanted obviously that's not what would have loved to see. It. I wish every playoff game ever could be played in Citizens Bank Park, whether or not it is Philly, just so that we could see the crowd there because they're they're awesome. Uh, yeah. Game two was a bit of a stunner, uh, and mm. that was on Tuesday, I believe. Yeah, it was. Philly won ten to zero. That offense got clicking. Kyle Schwarber hit two bombs. I think he took, uh, uh, gosh, Merrill Kelly deep twice. Yep. He's on pace to break some Reggie Jackson record. Uh, <laughs> the commissioner's office keeps trying to hype that up, but I, quite honestly, like I'm not that interested in it. Um, yeah. I'll be interested but... when you uh, get rid of the blackout channels. <laughs> Shout out Rob Manfred. Which, honestly, <laughs> this isn't something we plan on talking about today, but I guess we should anyway. Speaking of blackouts, the one of the things that has bothered me in the past about playoff baseball and the way that MLB TV is structured is that you pay a certain amount to watch every baseball game all year. You fall in love with the team. That team makes the playoffs. Suddenly the amount of money you pay to watch that team all year doesn't count anymore in the month of October. And you got to go figure out how to get games on TBS and FS1 or Fox. And that's something that has just always kind of bothered me. Like you are MLB TV you should be carrying the game as well. Yeah. Uh, so I would like to see that addressed in the future. Anyway, 10-0 Philly, a little lopsided there. Yeah. Aaron Nola getting the job done again. I, I like the way he, he looked. Did. And we're seeing this continuing trend uh, happen over and over and over again of whichever team's starting pitcher turns in the better performance is yeah. going to win that game. Hats off to Merrill Kelly, but that was not a winning performance and Aaron Nola got the job done, handed the ball off to the bullpen. And then you saw Alvarado come in, shut the door. Uh, I don't think 
Actually, I don't know if we saw him. I can't remember if I watched Alvarado. the game that I'm looking late. at the box. I'm looking nah. at the box score right now. Who, who so did we, saw we Hoffman. see? We saw we saw Hoffman, Strom, and oh, true, yeah, Kirk, which are also Kirk yeah, and they are also absolute dudes, but they're not Alvarado, Dominguez, and Kimbrel. So that's six guys right there that you can hand the ball off if Philly's starting pitching. Honestly, at this point, can get the game to the fifth inning with the lead, they're set. Yeah. Nola, uh, Nola went six with three hits, no earned runs, and seven strikeouts. I mean, yeah. I think that goes you, for for the rest of the series. I think that's all you're looking series. for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Philly's offense is on fire. I wonder if that carries over. Um, I would love Please. to see it carry over because yeah. Trey Turner, uh, legend of the ovation. Captain America, World Baseball Classic, yeah. Trey Turner is back and, and he's doing the thing. Um, game three tonight, and that's the earlier of the two games. Interested in watching this one? I know we got Ranger Suarez on the mound for the Phillies, and they've kind of yeah. already indicated that he he could be available for a longer start than he was the last time we saw him. So interested to see how far he goes in this game because with the way that Phillies' bullpen is, you really only need a good five six innings um yeah. and then you got i'm gonna say it wrong even though we looked up the pronunciation prior to <laughs> the did. show but you got we we uh, p-f-a-a-d-t fought uh or, or something it sounds it's like exactly. fart i guess fought. but like with a british accent fought you got fought coming fought. in yeah. <laughs> tonight uh for arizona historically this season been a good guy but uh, the way that Philly's offense is swinging it and the way that Philly's uh, pitchers are uh, slinging, I I don't see Arizona mounting a comeback. What would everybody, have to happen? Everybody for, other than Schwarber in that lineup is hitting above 250. That's incredible. But that's also been Schwarber's story of the season. I think right. he had he, as many yeah. singles as he had home runs and was hitting sub 200 yeah, he this was. year. He was. Um, so I don't see the Diamondbacks mounting a comeback here. Do you see the Diamondbacks? Do you see the Diamondbacks winning a game? No. As a matter of fact. Uh-oh. This could be heinous. I'm interested to see this. Oh, wow. Okay, just switching sides just like that. Philly about a million. Okay, Philly by a million. Uh, you don't see them winning a game. So <laughs> No, they're not winning a game. I don't know if I see them winning a game either. Um, yeah. Just because of these last two games. Now, we could get on here in a couple days and have another conversation because the series yeah. is tied 2-2. But as things stand right now, I, d I don't see them doing it. So um, The series is 2-0. Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. In like a couple days, if for some oh, reason okay. it I is 2-2, like, then... Oh, then boy. we could have that conversation. So we're going to go ahead and play some Immaculate Grid today. Let's do um, it. I've done this I in know, a while. Yeah, you guys like it. I like it. Um, we're going to go ahead and play it. So today, uh, for those of you who are listening only, uh, we have Atlanta, Los Angeles Dodgers, and Philadelphia. Along that left side and along the top side, we have a 200-hit season, a 200-strikeout season, and a 200-career wins. Uh, not season, just career wins. So yeah, career wins. Okay. let's go ahead and fill this in the best that we can. Um, obviously, it. we're going to prioritize a rarity score over everything else. Um, yeah. 
But if we can't think of a rarity score or a guy who has a lower rarity score, then we're just going to take what's plainly obvious in front of us. So is anything coming to mind when you're starting? So, yeah. So I'm looking at Phillies and I'm looking at Dodgers on the 200 hits batting. I would be intrigued to know if uh, Chase Utley hit 200, had a 200 hit season or if Rollins had a 200 hit season. I feel like both of them absolutely did, but I yeah. wonder if the rarity score is going to give us a hard time there. Um, yeah. I don't know anybody else like that comes to mind that is. So Philly pitching, I feel like obviously Roy Holiday had a 200 strikeout season, but another guy that I'm thinking of is Roy Oswalt. He was the other Roy on that wow, the roster Roy, around yes. that time. Uh, obvi- we are cheating just a little bit. Um, yeah. I'm looking at baseball reference as we speak because I don't want to enter in something wrong and get hounded in the comments. So no, he did not. Um, okay. The next guy that comes um, to mind is Cole Hamels. And for oh, Philadelphia, wow. Cole Hamels, uh, let's see, did he have his 200? He did, absolutely. So who has a lower rarity score? Cole Hamels or Roy Holiday? Cole Hamels has to be. Let's Throw see. It in there. This is bare minimum Wi-Fi right here. Oh, or I was just spelling it wrong. Okay, my bad. Yeah. All right, 12%. Not bad. 12%. Okay. All right. Let's go 200 wins in the career pitching-wise for Philadelphia. Uh, Hit up Steve Carlton. Are you sure he was a pitcher? Steve Carlton. Yep. Steve Carlton. Hey, look at that. Dang. Okay. No offense, Steve. You're kind of ugly. Moving on. 200 hit season. Um, Are we just winging it and throwing Jimmy Rollins in here? Oh, yeah. Let's throw Rollins. I feel like MVP season, he'd had to have. Yeah. I don't think you could win MVP without it. All right. That rarity score is killing us. 200 hit season for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Do we think OG Matt Kemp did it? Matt Kemp. I was about to say Matt Kemp or Andre Ethier. That's actually who I looked up earlier. Um, but Andre Ethier never had a 200 hit season. Dang. So it has to be Matt Kemp then. Has to be Matt Kemp. Uh, I think. Let's see. Did he actually do it? And Hits. if not, then I would think Bellinger in his MVP season. Okay. Uh, to my surprise and your surprise as well, OG Matt Kemp did not have All a 200 right. hit wow. season at any point. Cody Bellinger. I know for those last two years in Los Angeles was kind of a bad player. Um, Peyton, Cody Bellinger did not have a 200-hit season either. Okay. Um, So, (laughs) uh, Jackie Robinson. All right, let me figure that out. But I am looking at that 200-strikeout season, and the obvious one that comes to mind is Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw, yeah. And then Koufax, maybe. Probably did. Yeah. Hit up Kershaw. Yeah, yeah. Good. Jackie Robinson. He did. For the Brooklyn Dodgers, not the Los Angeles Dodgers. But um, I think it's still. I think it carries over. Yeah. Maybe. It it should. If it doesn't, then that's glitched. Okay, good. He did. A 200 wins in a career. We're going to go and just type in Sandy Koufax because if he didn't, that's incredible. Oh, that's strong. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember him. Yeah. All right, that's okay. I 
I don't like this game anyway. 200 hit season for the Atlanta Braves. Who you got? So either Acuna, Freeman, Chipper, maybe. Either one of the Joneses, I feel like, are strong here. Yeah. Yeah. Chipper never had a 200 hit season. Oh, come on, Chip. Andrew Jones for the Atlanta Braves. Never had a 200 hit season, although he did hit 199 one year. That's crazy. Almost close, but no cigar. You could probably go look at how some things were scored that season and find an extra hit in there somewhere. Andrew Jones for Atlanta. I mean, just kidding. This is Freddie Freeman for Atlanta. Never had a 200 hit season. So then it's Acuna. Has to be. You think so? Yeah. I can't think of anybody else. Yeah, it, it, he doesn't have one, then we're just going to move on. Oh, look, he did this year, 217. Oh, there you go. I wonder if it counts it for this year, too. It should. 200 Beautiful. strikeout season. Easy. You can either throw Strider in there. Okay, A good. 200 then... career <sighs> Smoltz, Maddox, Glavin. Yeah, all of them. I think just pick your poison. Gonna give some Tom Glavin some love. All right, not bad. Eight out of nine. Not immaculate, but enough to get you two and two thirds innings. We'll take it, yeah, I guess. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> not our best performance, um, but I don't think we've ever actually gone that far on the immaculate grid. Um, yeah, that was good. I think that's the first time we've attempted all nine, and my stupidity is the reason that we didn't get all nine because I just yep. rushed to type in Koufax. So that's on me. Um, so what we're going to do right now is we're actually going to go ahead and roll into a very short break uh, so that we can introduce Josh to you guys if he is here. And if he isn't here, we can just give ourselves a little rest. But you guys are probably hardly going to notice the break. So just give us a second. We'll be right back. 